This is the Coppercraft Podcast. <laughs> I'm Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss. If you would like to buy Copper Crab Podcast merch, go to coppercrab.bigcartel.com. If you would like to buy Entheos merch, that is the band that we're in, then go to www.entheosstore.com. Uh, we have, I guess we announced our new album last week, so we haven't talked about it on the podcast, but the name of the album is Time Will Take Us All. It's out on March 3rd, and you can pre-order the vinyl, you know, CD, that Metal Blade has a t-shirt. You can pre-order all of that stuff. We'll put the link in the description, but it's like... We have a... Go to linktree.com slash entheosofficial. And we have a pre-order for some merch too, right? Yeah, we have a pre-order for album art merch as well, which is at entheosstore.com. Entheosstore.com, official. Yeah, Yeah, you heard it here first, if you were listening last week, that I finally paid for a URL. It was 20 bucks. (laughs) It was 20 bucks and it took me about two minutes to set up, so... Don't know why we've been slacking. That's like on that. a, how everybody makes a huge deal out of making an LLC. Uh, like, yeah, oh, dude, LLC. They're like you like, have to hire a lawyer, and it costs five trillion dollars. I literally, first of all, I'm not business savvy at all. Mm-hmm. I made us an LLC in like I want to say 15 minutes. Yeah, with the LLC and the tax ID. Super easy. You just go make an LLC in Tennessee <laughs> and then it takes you to a government webpage and you just put what you want it to be called and then you give them 500 bucks. We paid 500 bucks for our LLC. Yeah. Jesus It's insanity. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I guess that's what, but you that's know, what. you got to cost money to make money, right? That's what they say. I'm only experiencing the cost money part. <laughs> I know. When money. do you make it? That's what I... You just keep telling yourself that, and someday you make money, and then you then you die. But yeah, I'm just uh, everybody out there, if you want to set up an LLC for your band, really not that hard. Don't go to LegalZoom. Don't do any of that bull. Just Hell no! Go don't to the government website. Also, don't go ask a lawyer. Just make an LLC. It's really not. Get a, yourself a bank account. Really easy. Yeah, I did all that stuff. This yeah, week. but on also. So Anthios is official now. We're a real business, by the mm-hmm. way. Anthios LLC. So that's how we <laughs> refer to the bands now. That's how yeah. we refer to ourselves. <laughs> Entheos LLC. Let's make a shirt that says that's that. That's how we're going to sign everything. <laughs> Entheos LLC. Dude, Entheos LLC down the sleeve. <laughs> oh, Multiple man. print. That would be sick. That's what all the merch is saying now. <laughs> I back it. We should sell that as a copper crab shirt. Entheos LLC. Tennessee. Tennessee. So today you're watching sports on TV or what was the... No, that sucked. But um, <laughs> uh, we were going to talk about Whoa. how I decided that I'd hate sports. Which I already didn't oh, yeah. like sports, but now I'm like, sports suck. What are we doing with these sports? Because it's you saw it on TV today? Yeah, but we should announce when the album actually comes out. We didn't announce it. March 3rd. March 3rd. I think I did say that. But oh. I don't know. We'll I say it again. Hey, it comes out March 3rd. Let's Time say will it. take us all. New Entheos LLC album <laughs> coming out March 3rd. That's why I'm ch- having a choking fit <clears> over here because you keep making is, cracking jokes. The day is finally here that we get to announce the album. I know. I can't believe We didn't even that. get to do it last week. We didn't because we, we were, were trying to keep ahead. it a secret. Yeah. yeah. 
And we put out a rock song last <clears throat> week as well called I'm the Void. We rocked it. And it seems like people are picking up on the vibe that it's supposed to be kind of like a 90s rock song. Yeah, which is cool because when you're making a song that goes through your mind, like are people going to understand what we're going for on this? And it really, um, it's reassuring. It's cool to hear repeated back to you what you intended to do with something. Yeah, I know. It's really cool. It seems like people are picking up on... Each single that we put out, people will make comments that make me think, like, wow, people get it. Me really too. Cool. I know. I can't believe it. It's never really happened before. So yeah. I'm stoked on that. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, it's been exciting to announce our album because, like we said last week, we've been talking about that album since we started the podcast. Just So. We swear we got an album coming out yeah. at some point. I know. Ridiculous. I promise we're working on it. I'll just keep working on this album. I don't know how anybody listens <clears> to the podcast. Like, Fans hearing about this album for two and a half years on a podcast that's what the, the, the podcast has been about <laughs> we have an album coming out at some <laughs> yeah, point that is that on. has been Ridiculous. the main general theme of the podcast but there's been a lot of ups <laughs> and downs and uh well it took us a long time to get here it's interesting because i'm like you know a part of the rollout of an album is you start to do interviews so i've been doing a lot of interviews lately and people have been asked like the other day I did one with um, uh, Metal Hammer. And the interviewer asked me, you know, why it took us so long to put out the record. Like, and the f- Or just, good. she didn't really ask that question. She just mentioned that it had been five years since we put out a record. And I was like, I started talking about all of the things we've been through in those five years. And it's like, we had to go through a lot to get to this point to put an album out. It's like a reband, you know, like rebranding. Yeah. Where we rebanding. We reband. We rebanded. <coughs> I'll take it. The album's. I'm proud of it. I'm really proud <clears throat> and, of it. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. Honestly, couldn't hope for a better like reaction than what we're getting. I mean, I guess I could hope for like a million views or something on the music video. That'd be better. <laughs> but it's still really sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome. I. Uh, but yeah, if you guys want to pre-order it, you can do it. Uh, a lot of people have been pre-ordering that vinyl. Yeah, I think the gold the, vi- the gold vinyl is going pretty quickly. So none of the <laughs> records are like a limited edition, but they there's no telling how long it will take for us to repress the records. So they are yeah. the first press, and I think there are only 300 gold ones, and they're going really quickly. So I would grab one soon yeah. if you want one. Yeah, they're selling really well. I'm stoked on it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm in, I'm excited for people to hear it. I'm excited to go out and play shows and do the tour thing on this record. It'll be a lot of fun. The tour thing. Yeah. Me We're coming to Europe soon. Coming at you guys. Yeah, at the end of next month. Did we talk about that before the podcast or on the uh, podcast? We were talking about it on the pre-show. Okay. Yeah. So right now we're starting all well we're kind of in the middle of all the planning for going to europe because it's a different process planning a tour global (laughs) we're going global baby but it's a different process planning a tour um you know in a different country they have different terms for things Mm -hmm. in the in europe which is annoying like here (laughs) there's something called a guarantee that's how much you get paid to play there they call it a fee so it always confuses me 
Yeah, because here. Like, hey, what about your fees? I'm like, well, who am I paying the fee to? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know. But be- it's my fee, I Because guess. to us, a fee insinuates that we're getting we, charged. We owe fee. someone yeah. money. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do you want to get your fees? Like, <laughs> well, I don't want fees. It's like, yeah. What are you talking I about? I have enough fees. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> guarantee is good. That's, there's no other guarantee that we know of, right? Like, what's your guarantee? It's like, okay, I know what that is. Yeah. Very cut and dry. I actually like when it's called a guarantee because then you're guaranteed that money. You're guaranteed the money. A fee is a little like, uh, am I going to... You can haggle on fees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know about that fee. That seems a little, a little too much. Yeah. So there are things that are a little different. You know, we we have to like get merch sent to the first venue, which isn't that different than tour because when we restock in the middle of a tour, we'll have merch sent to... Well, usually we actually have it sent to like a UPS store. But after... This mishap we had on Tech Trek, I don't know if I'll do that again. Because the last time we were on tour, we had... Really bad. <clears throat> merch was selling really quickly, and we didn't quite plan on it to sell that quickly. So we had um, merch sent to a UPS store. I can't remember what city it was in. Atlanta. In Atlanta. I'll never forget it. And it, it was, was 12 boxes of merch. And we were, like, counting on this because we were running out. We were so, doing, finally doing really well on a tour. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to brag. We've done ter- we've done so so on tours. Terrible. We've done ev- everywhere you can imagine. On this tour, we were doing really good, and we were finally selling stuff. And then what happens? Boom! They lose all the merch. Yeah, they lost or, twelve boxes of merch. I don't even know what happened. No, it here's what there. happened. Oh, they sent it back. Yeah. So they here's what happened. Back. So it actually had been confirmed that we could keep the 12 boxes of merch at that UPS store by the person who sold us the merch. And instead of calling us and checking with us, the UPS store, when they got the boxes, okay, here's what happened. They got the boxes, they called me, and I couldn't answer my phone. I didn't know what it was. Oh, they did try to call? I think so. Well, that changes the story. But within a half an hour, they only gave it a half an hour. That yeah. was the issue. Who does that? They gave it a half an hour for me to call back, and within a half an hour, they sent the merch back. I was like, so you it was, fucked us. I was like, you fucked us. At least I think they tried to call. It's bad. I can't remember, but... No, I don't think they tried to call. Yeah, maybe they didn't. I don't think they tried to, because I was like, did you try to get a hold of us, or what? I, I remember. I was like all pissed. We made it work anyway, yeah, maybe but they it didn't. was terrible. It was terrible. And that's why we have so many of that freaking blue design shirt. That's why. That is true. Because we didn't get it till after tour. We get like a million shirts, which we don't even need. Yeah, we got all 12 of those boxes. So what we actually had to do is I scrambled in New York to get us like a certain number of shirts, as many shirts as I could get us within like two days. And then I also scrambled in my friend from Des Moines. Or my friends, Method Inc. Screen Printing, got us merch in like a, on a day or two notice. So we scrambled through a good portion of the tour because of that. T- 12 boxes is a lot of merch. It was really bad. It was, so that uh, sucked. But, but we made it work. And I'm looking at some of those 12 boxes right now, actually. Yeah, I know. Because we got still, them all after the tour. Still dealing with the repercussions <laughs> of that. It's crazy how stuff like that can just, you know, alter... You you have to deal like with things like that all the time on tour. I know, and that's actually something that Chani and I were talking about earlier in the vicinity, mm-hmm. and that is realistic expectations of what things are like. <clears throat> yeah. 
I mean, even when you're in a big band or whatever, not saying that we're super big, but even I've been around big bands and stuff, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that happens, ups and downs. It's not like you get it in your head, oh, it's going to be all perfect once I'm here. Oh, no. It's not really. It's the same type of stuff. You're running around. You're There's more people there, which is really cool. Yeah. But at any stage of life, mm-hmm. there's always ups and downs. There's the good and bad. That's how it is here on this planet. Yeah, that's very true. Touring is like that. It's just, everything is like that. Yeah. There's a good and a bad to not touring and being at home and, you know, having a different kind of job. And there is good and bad to being a touring person and anything you do. There's any way you spin it. There are going to be good days and there are going to be bad days. And that really is what life is all about is finding out figuring out a way to manage all of those days because I've there's something that I've been trying to put into words lately to Naveen and it's that you know I watch shows like intervention and stuff like that a lot and I notice so in a room without a person in it the room is completely calm there's nothing wrong it's just a room but when a person comes in a person can cause the chaos a person is what brings in you know, the darkness or the brightness or whatever, it's all within you. So life is about how you deal with all of those things. And you can choose to, to bring whatever anxieties into a situation or whatever understanding into a situation that you want to. Of course, there are things that are beyond our control. I would never say that there aren't. But a lot of things that we come across in life, it's all about, you know, keeping a steady head, steady mind, and just rolling with the punches. Yeah, it's all meant for our evolution. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, you're wasting an opportunity to evolve, right? Yeah. Like today, Mm -hmm. I ran into, I was like, well, you kind of brought it up earlier, but I was actually, I went and did my old job today, did some installations, which I haven't done in a while, but, uh, I get some here and there in Nashville and I'll go do them. And then today I was like a million things went wrong and I had to come home and get something and blah, 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 which was like a 45 minute drive. But I don't know. For some reason I was just kind of focused on, I was just looking at it as like, okay, I have the opportunity to just kind of keep a smile on my face and whistle while, while I work or freak out, but I didn't freak out. I was just having a good time. I was yeah. listening to music in my headphones, having fun. It's not always easy to do that. But it's going to be like <laughs> that well, everywhere. You know? That's what. And then I think when I got home, I was telling you about that. You know, I was like, people kind of have it in their head like, oh, once I get into a big band or once I get a new car or once I get this, all my problems will be solved. It's not like that. No, not at all. Your problems won't be solved Mm-mm. in that way. They're cool. It's nice to have those things. But it's not going to solve our problems. No. So that's, I think, I like to bring this up, especially for musicians, because since we have so much emotion tied to what we're doing, we do get it in our heads that things are going to be, like, perfect when you get to a certain level. And you see it with actors and, you know, like, Jim Carrey. There's tons of actors who have said uh, that, you know, once they kind of got and saw behind the curtain, they were like, okay, this is... Not what I expected. Of course. 
Nothing ever is. Like yeah. everything that you dream of can come true. I really believe that. That if you put your mind to the things that you want to do in this life, you really can make anything happen for sure. But making there, make, put it, having it in your mind that that thing is going to solve all of your problems or make you a different person, a happier person or, um, you know, set, that's just, it's, it does not exist. 100% does not exist. There are things that make oh, life easier. Yeah, there, there are things that make life life easier. Like it, it obviously makes life easier to be able to afford a house, food, water, right. like all of the necessities in life. But I think once you get past a certain point, life just kind of is. Yeah, and if it wasn't that way, there wouldn't be rich and famous people who are drug addicts or who kill themselves or who are depressed or you, know, you name it. So yeah, word of caution. Yeah. Naveen and Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but I was at this guy's house. So now to get on, we were getting deep. Let's go the other way. Uh, he had sports <laughs> on the TV and it was like sports center. They're like shouting about sports or whatever. I was like, I think I'd hate sports. Sports, not my thing. Well, like and the reason why this came up was because somebody in the pre-show was talking about, like, what do you guys think about this, you know, the Buccaneers or whatever? I think it was the Mayos, actually, and because I, was I like, can't believe I was... don't think I could care less. I Seriously, sports, not down. I'm out. Tapping out. I used to be neutral. <laughs> oh, maybe it's pretty cool. Maybe it'd be cool to know about sports. Now I'm like, don't like sports. Not my thing. I mean, I think it's, there was a point where I was, like, watching MMA, and that was cool. Even but that, I I'm just, over it. Yeah, I was into it for maybe a month. <laughs> yeah, I'm over it. Hey, some people don't like death metal. Most people don't. Yeah. Power to them. And some no people problem. get it some people get into it for a month and they're out of it. No problem. Not Sport, for the some most people, people for some people sports is like a lifelong thing and more power to hey, them. I just Not for me. I cannot bring myself to emotionally invest in any I kind don't of care sport. About it. I don't know Couldn't why. I liked playing sports when I was a kid, but yeah. Unless I'm directly involved in it, I just, I don't know. It's just not my thing. But, yeah, like you play, said. We used to play sports. I guess I'm invested in music, and yeah. for some people, music is not their thing. That's true. I have a friend. Dead people. Dead people? That's who it's not for, because everybody loves music. I don't know. I actually have a friend <laughs> who's not that into music, and that was always super weird to me. That is weird. She just said she just doesn't care about music. She's not, more, not she's more like... I, I just have a hard time believing that. Well, I just think that, you know, there are some people who are okay with just listening to whatever music comes on the radio. I know, but she probably likes deeper. it when it comes on, right? She yeah, never, I think like, she's, da she's down. Yeah, I don't know. She's just not... It, she, she's down, she tolerates it. I think that's it. Hmm. I wonder if there's anybody who doesn't like it. Like, I can't stand it. I hate I'm music. against music completely i don't know i don't think so unless like, they were seriously deranged with a sign stop music <laughs> protesting i'll protest yeah. them that is something that I, that's something i would protest i think anti-music an anti-music person because i think even if you were <laughs> anti-music it would be for you know like a religious reason some other reason other than they just don't like the sound of music right most religions, I think, have music, they tie have music tied yeah. in. That's a part of what keeps people around. Yeah, it's part of the thing. I mean, dude, there are some church bands 
that are like gospel, just ripping gospel chops. Yeah. It's a thing. 100%. Come on, man. Well, speaking of music, so I have this goal for this year that I came up with and I've been writing down on my computer, taking notes of a ton of like albums that are classics, important albums that I may have missed over the years. Dude, uh, Chaney, that, when you told <laughs> me that, I was like, listen. that's such a good idea. That could be like, a you know those viral like copy and paste Facebook posts? Yeah. That could be one. Yeah. Like 10 albums I missed that I'm going go totally. to go listen to. Totally. So I... Uh, have really cool have started a list um you know the first discography that i decided to go through because i have never gotten like super into mastodon but i what i have heard i've always liked and i like a lot of bands who i know take influence from mastodon i just for some reason have never like gone through their entire discography we've been on tour with people who are way into them uh so i just started at leviathan I think there's one before Leviathan, right? I can't remember, but I started at Leviathan. and yeah, there uh, is. It's called... Uh, I can picture the cover. I can't Transmission. remember. Transmission. I need to listen is to it? it. Remission. 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 Oh, okay. Transmission. Why would it be that? That's like a... Well, you never know. Part of a car. <laughs> that isn't part of a car. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I started with Mastodon's discography and... I'm going to say the, I think, state the obvious. Most people know this. Leviathan, I think, is my favorite Mastodon it so record. It's so good. It's, when you it's were listening insanely to it, like, good. What are you going to say? That's because you didn't listen to Remission. Oh, I haven't listened oh, to Remission. That's true. I'm gonna, I'll listen to it tomorrow. So I'm like every morning when I wake up, because I've also discovered that if I wake up in the morning and just turn on music, then I'm in a, such a good mood all day. Like it, it changes my day. So I'm trying to wake up every morning and put on a new album to start the day. I got one for you to add. One that you missed. What? Missed, uh, Cephalic Carnage, Lucid Interval. No, I know that record. I've listened to that record a lot. Really? Yes. A lot? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I have. Well, then never mind. I'll listen to it again. But... It, uh, I've already I listened to it to too much to put it on my list. I was going to try to think of something that you might have missed. Yeah, I figured you might have some. But anyway, if anyone has any suggestions, then please message me. I try to look through my inbox as much as I can and reply to people. And Albums you may have missed. Yeah. So I have Mastodon. There was also, this wasn't like a band that I've heard of before, but yesterday I listened to this really sick black metal record that my friend Whitney... Uh, who is Stevie, the vocalist of Inferi's wife. She recommended me this album, and it's very hard to pronounce. Um, God, hold on. What was it? I don't know. She I'll recommended find it. it to you? Yeah, we should play it in the post-show, but I listened to it. It reminded me, actually, it was like very much in the same vein as Batushka. Okay. But like more of that. So it, was it was really like good. Him, dark hymns yeah. from the underworld. Yeah, dark hymns from the underworld with screaming. Uh, that sounds cool. Uh, Can dig. I can't pronounce it. Can dig. But anyway, that was super sick. Uh, but I want to just go through a ton of albums this year because I feel like I've been listening to podcasts. Like over the last year, I probably listened to podcasts more than music. 
even though I listen to a lot of music, but I'm just kind of trying to, you know, get back in the swing of jamming albums a lot because I don't know, there's something about listening to a ton of podcasts that I'm not, I know yeah, that's, kinda, that's ironic saying it from a podcast, a podcasts, but yeah, I'm kind of done with podcasts. Well, they're People a podcast talking in my head all the time. It's like, get out of my head, dude. I don't want to hear you. There are ones that I want to listen to every week. Like <laughs> there are a couple of podcasts that I listen to, but I don't want to go back through podcasts like I've been doing and, and listening to all of them because I tend to zone out a lot. And it's like uh, with music, you can zone out. But with a podcast, you just... I'm not going to lie. When I got home today and you were listening to music and not a podcast, it was a way better experience. Yeah, it's way better. I love doing that. I mean, people talking in my house all day, it's invasive. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Granted, I did still listen to a ton of music, but... I don't know. I mean, with podcasts, just listen to like one a day. Yeah, I think that's kind of the way to I go. Would, I'm kind of obsessive and me too. When I start something, I'll just like want to hear it. Like there's some mm-hmm. when I used to, you know, work full time, I'd like listen to get into something and just listen to the person all day. Yeah, I've noticed that about myself. Like I can go from being a non-fan to a a mega super fan in the span of like a week. Yeah. Because I'm so obsessive with listening to stuff over and over and over. And I don't have any time to for my own thoughts. Right. That is kind of you wonder about that. It's not good. All right, we're ending the podcast right now. <laughs> you heard it first. No, I mean, podcasts are still going to happen. And, and I think there's they're always going to be people talking. So we might as well have one and keep people from listening to political podcasts or something like that. Yeah. Committing uh, mental suicide. Just out here trying to spread the good word. Yeah. Uh, are any questions coming in? Yeah, we have a couple of questions. All right. I have a question, too, that someone asked in my email. Yeah, let's ask some questions. All right, while you're pulling that up, I'll ask the first one. Okay. Uh, Lycan Lord asks, uh, do either of you listen to any jazz? And if so, what are some of your favorite jazz drummers? Uh, okay. I would well, say, yeah. Well, isn't aren't J.D. Beck and Dami jazz? That's true. So I would say J.D. Beck is probably the best current jazz drummer. I think it's actually like modern. Domi. Domi, yeah, sorry, my bad. I think I discovered that as well. <laughs> That's like when I went around, because <laughs> kefir, you know, what everyone pronounces as kefir is actually kefir. <laughs> and there was a good three-year period where I went around trying to call it. It's just not going to work. Ke- it, and it just happen. did not happen. Everyone just wants to call it kefir. What's that meme girl? Stop trying to make something happen. Yeah, it's mean girls. <laughs> meme girl. It's mean girls. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going. You're not going to be kefir. It's not going to work. <laughs> Nobody cares. Like I so. think necrophagist is not actually called that. It's like something else. Technically, the way you pronounce it. I mean, and to some people, I'm always going to be Chancy and not Cheney. You know, <laughs> and you're Navin. So <laughs> that's a little more rare. The original Thal <laughs> band. I can never pronounce. Ovidula Harta or whatever. Yeah, that. Is that how it's pronounced? I don't know. I honestly I'll just, just say take, it wrong. I, I think just it's funny, shoot so. my shot. So Domi, I'm sorry, I pronounced your name wrong. I, I know oh yeah, it's not sorry. Fun. Back to the question. Yeah, Domi. I would agree with you there. JD Beck and Domi. Domi, really good. Um, that would be the the modern. Uh, Mo- Morgan Ogren. Dom. Yeah, Morgan Ogren is. See, there's that's another. not really like jazz. It's yeah, no fusiony. I guess I don't even know what you would call. it. I think it's fusion. Yeah, 
but Morgan Agron for sure. That's Mo- <coughs> Matt's Morgan band. That's jazzy. And then Alan Holdsworth is always my favorite if you're talking about jazz. I think the person asked for drummers. Yeah, well, the drummers that he has with them are really good. So it's Vinny, oh, okay. Vinny Colaiuta is <laughs> amazing jazz drummer. I would. I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but the drumming on Secrets is, the album Secrets is amazing. I think that there are some people really who have good. not heard Alan Holdsworth, really? actually. Well, we'll have to play that. I feel like you can hear it in people's solos, whether yeah. or not they've heard Holds- Holdsworth or not. I literally uh, could not listen to Alan Holdsworth without crying for like a month after he died. That's true. If you can believe that. I jam Disturbed a- person. Is it? Jean-Luc Ponty jazz because I listen to <coughs> him yeah, a lot. Definitely. Uh, I don't all know the time. who the drummer is offhand. I guess that one. both of us kind of prefer the fusion-y side of jazz. Yeah, I'm not really going to listen to that's not my thing. Yeah, I'm trying to hear like have my mind blown. Oh, Billy Cobham. Billy Cobham. I haven't, I don't know if I... No, I have a vinyl. We've jammed it a couple times. I'd have to look up what it's called. I haven't thought about it in a couple years, but... Really, good. maybe we'll play that on the, on the post show. Yeah, that would be sick. We should play drum, a bunch of this stuff. He is a drummer, and it's his own jazz band, and it freaking rips. Oh, that's awesome! It's really good. But if you guys have any, uh, <coughs> well, Sergio Mendes is that jazz? I don't know. I listen to him on the Brazil '66 a lot. Well, he's looking for kick-ass drummers. <clears throat> Are you looking so for kick-ass that's drummers? Not kick-ass uh, well, let's look through some in the post show. If anyone out there has any recommendations, I've already got so a Billy Cobb, Alan Holdsworth singles. Secrets. Singles. J.D. Mack and Domi. Yeah. Uh, Matt's Morgan Band. Yeah. That's all you need. And of course, Morgan is the drummer on Soul Niger Within, yeah. which we talk about all the time. Number one best. All right. We had some good answers for that one. I'm surprised. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, I wonder if there are any other like super or modern jazz drummers. I can't really I'm think sure of any, but J.D. Beck is probably, I mean, he's just killing it. Sorry, I'm looking for the question. Go <clears> ahead, <throat> Harrison. Well, Sean Crowder is my favorite, and he's more modern. Who's that? Uh, he plays in Sun Gazer, which is more like electro jazz. Mm-hmm. He fucking rips it on the drums. We should check him out. Sounds good. Uh, Ricky Avocado asks, uh, Naveen, when you write riffs, do you write in a certain time signature in mind, or do you just rip it? Uh, no, I just rip it freeform, uh, for the most part. And then I will actually, I don't think about time signatures at all. It's kind of a, a good and bad thing, but, um, just by feel. Yeah, you never, well... I don't know if you don't think about time signatures because, like, that metric modulation thing you thought of. Yeah, that's more of relative uh, tempos. I'll think of tempos a lot, like how fast should it be. That I spend a lot of time on. Really? But, I mean, to because um, I make a lot of riffs that are in multiple time signatures. So I don't want to, like, if I was to limit it and say, okay, this part's going to be in five, then... It wouldn't feel the same because it wouldn't have the same sort of natural turnarounds that I just want to write by the way it feels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll do things with the key. Uh, if I write a riff and it's blatantly not in a key, I'll sort of shift notes around to try to make it in a key. 
um, here and there if I want to do a solo over it or something. Yeah. Or if they're singing. Or if they're singing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like um, <clears throat> actually the rock song that we just put out. I'm the Void. Yeah. Sorry. I just, we, we just, just, call it, we just called have it called it the rock for like song two for years. so long. Yeah. Um, I had to sh- change those chords in the beginning from what they originally were. For my voice. Uh, well, just because it wasn't totally in a key, it was like there was some random notes, <clears> which <throat> were fine when it was instrumental, but then with the singing, I'm like, okay, I got to change that note. Yeah, I don't quite remember that. I don't remember it being different notes. It was different. Really? Yeah. Fun it was, a, it was like, like a, a lot different, actually. A fun fact about that song is that that song and Absolute Zero were the first completely finished songs for the re- like the first completely finished parts of the record and that is what we gave to metal blade that's actually what we used to shop around the record to see what or like the label cr- we wanted to sign crazy to. death metal song and then <clears throat> you're like here's a rock kind of weird i don't know do what me song. song yeah do me do me there we go <laughs> <laughs> but yeah do me, do so those me. were the first two and we like high-fived when we finished i am the void Oh, dude, we were like, we were that's so it, excited. Man. Our problems are over. <laughs> not like what I was, what I was saying earlier about you're always gonna have some. Pro- that's not how we felt at the time. We were like, that's it. We did it. We and made then, a hit. We're gonna be huge. And then for a while, <laughs> honestly, for the past like three months, it's been like, oh god, is our band gonna be over when we put that song out? I didn't. I honestly had no idea what the reaction to it would be, and. I have been completely pleasantly surprised because you never know. It's such a, you never know. You never know. You never know. So. But people be, people seem to be hyped on it. So. Yeah, I think we might have to put it into our European set. I'm already working on another one, dude. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's, that is the thing that I think that at the end of the day, it's just reassuring to know that Naveen and I can do can take the band where we want to take the band and that yeah. people are down for it. That's you know, I think people now these days, they're ready for it. Yeah. They want to hear, they want to hear music that it doesn't necessarily need to be one thing. Right. People are, yeah. A little, they've uh, been listening to Spotify now for 10 years mm-hmm. and they've heard so many different genres that they're willing to hear it. Yeah, like I think you couldn't so. Have put, we couldn't have put that song out 10 years ago. It would have been like, we could have, but... I think it would have had a different reaction. You think so? I think if we were, if we had a sort of name as being more straightforward, which we never did. But <clears throat> I think we've always been, honestly, today I listened to a few songs off of Dark Future because it's been so long yeah. since I've heard that record. And I was like, okay, we've always been a sort we're of rocky, weird, weird yeah. band. Yeah, it's not. Well, take for instance, Dark Future came out five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's not, go- it didn't go over as well as the new, the new this stuff is going. That's and true. it's not like it's different, but it's not like so different that it sounds like a different band. You know, I think that a part of the thing with Dark Future was that, and I noticed this today, I think the mix could have been, I, I would like to get the album remixed because I think that there's a certain amount of justice that wasn't done to certain aspects of it just because of how we chose yeah, yeah. to go about it. Like the kick is acoustic and you know, it does sound sick, but I think that it could be, I would like to hear it remixed personally. Just For to sure. be a little heavier, a little I heavier. think. Yeah. A little heavier. But because uh, live, I think that it comes across different than it yeah, yeah. does on record, yeah. um, which is fine. That's just how the evolution of m- making music goes. 
Um, That's why we made this album heavy because we were like, we forgot to make the album heavy. Yeah, to make it heavier this time. So I think that th- this album kind of sounds like Dark Future, but more heavy. Me too. I think it's like a good mix of everything and and a step forward for the band. There is more singing on the record, but there is not. There's some good parts. Oh, some yeah. really good uh, I I love parts. it. There's not singing songs like what. Yeah, I'm the Void song. is the most like rock song on the record. Yeah. I love calling it a record just over and over and over again. Record. Record. Sounds uh, established. Feels was so there a question or we were just. We we're just ranting and raving. Freestyling. Yeah. Our uh, oh, next question would be Jake. From Scrap Pile, does hardcore dancing have a place in death metal, considering DM fans typically are against it? Why not? Uh, who cares? Yeah, why not? Just rip it. Just if do you it. Wanna, if you're feeling it like that, then feel it. Rip it, dude. That's how you're feeling the music? I don't really care what you want to do. If you feel like rowing, then row. If you feel like smoking weed, then do that. If you're... I would say... If you're freaking hardcore dancing, I don't care. I would say that's cool, but it's probably going to be not... Like, if you're doing the real <laughs> hardcore dancing, you can, at a hardcore show, people are kind of more used to that. Like they know getting, what it is, yeah. hit and stuff, so I'd say maybe do it, but a little, but with a little more uh, concern for the other uh, participants. Friendly hardcore yeah. dancing, <laughs> softcore Go dancing. Go for it, but maybe don't, like, <laughs> hit maybe the Maybe not all or, the way, you know, yeah. yeah. Because back in the day, like, I would have to get guarded from that. I'd have to have someone in front of me. Yeah, I just go like this. This is my move. <sighs> well, I'm not trying to get kicked, but yeah. I mean, I'm okay with people doing what they do. Just don't hurt other people. Yeah, what you're saying. It's not, that is what is not cool to hurt other people or to maliciously. Yeah. And I don't really know if people do that. I think that everyone now tries to be pretty conscious of if someone falls, you, you know, the front person of the band will stop shows sometimes to, like, help people out. And <clears throat> no one wants anything bad to happen in a crowd. So I think that's the most important thing. But we all like to see people getting into our band. You know, it's fun to, to have a pit. Because yeah. we'll talk about that after the show. We had three pits during. Yeah, yeah. That was so cool. <laughs> or like yeah. at the Whitechapel show when we had 500 uh, crowd surfers. That type of stuff is awesome, you know, it's it's cool, but just do it safely. Helmet and pads. Helmet and pads, everyone. Yeah. Helmet up. Every time. <laughs> I have another question, yeah. So this question is from <clears throat> Trinity. I think I'm saying Trinity's name right. I So Trinity says I've been playing around with the idea of opening a rehearsal space as a side business type of thing to bring in some extra cash. What do you think? I live near Portsmouth, uh, New Hampshire, and there are, to my knowledge, no legit practice spots around here. I've been searching since I moved here two years ago and haven't found any. The closest one is in Manchester, which is like an hour away. I have to do more research to make sure enough people around here would want or need that. I have to find the right place and potentially get a sound permit, etc., as well as hire help to build the rooms and all that. There's plenty of mill space around here. This would also be a place for me because I haven't had a place to play live drums in a long time, so I would just make a room for myself. I'm planning on going to tour a place in Manchester uh, to get ideas. Listening, listening cool. intently to you guys and always taking notes. Can't wait to hear the record. 
Thank you, Trinity. Cool idea. Um, I would say definitely do it, but start small. Yeah. <clears throat> like, any, like anything else, mm-hmm. you know. Um, maybe f- find a spot for yourself and then try to find a couple other people who want to do it. And then when you have that demand that's bigger, then expand. Yeah, isn't that what it's all about? Uh, uh, that's running think. a successful business is about finding a gap in the market and filling that that gap. So if you think that people need a practice space, especially if you need one and you have the money, the capital to like start that up, then why not? Unless, you know, don't take a huge risk. But if you know one other person who would want to share a practice space with you, you could even only have one room and charge people to to be in there when you're not. We didn't even have the intention on doing that here Mm -hmm. because we built a studio in our house just for us to record and make videos and stuff. And now I've, I'm renting it out. I'm doing like, let's see, I've done one, two, three. This will be the fourth session this week of other people using the studio. Yeah. So, (laughs) so it can, it, it pops up. And now I'm like, okay, that maybe I should keep moving in that direction. I should put some more money into that studio and try to offer it as an actual place for people to record. Totally. And you can meet people that way too. That's a good way to like, you know, further your bond with the rest of the scene and the rest of the musicians around your area. So. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sounds <laughs> like he's living in a place where if that doesn't exist at all, then yeah. it seems kind of like a no brainer. Like someone's got to get that going. I mean. <clears throat> that could be a hub for like what you're saying. Yeah, well, for instance, we have a dear friend, we've talked about him on the podcast before, Dustin, who when we, you know, probably 12 years ago, Dustin found a guy who had a warehouse space with a bunch of rooms and Dustin moved in there and built a studio in there and essentially got the entire Des Moines music scene to get a practice space in that building. So it's like once you build it, they will come. People are around. It's true. People yeah. are around looking for that kind of thing. Yeah, so, so, and we know about it being a successful thing for people. Or maybe he could meet. I'm a, I'm a, I'm assuming there's other musicians there. I don't know about the area, but uh, you talk to people in advance. Hey, yeah. Would you guys want to rent a room here? Yeah, exactly. About, and then if you could get a few people to that are committed to doing it, you already got some clientele so to speak yeah and i guess also are you renting it are you finding a place to rent yourself or are you buying a place because if you bought a place you can make that into i mean god i have a million ideas for buying a an art i like the idea i think you should go for it yeah Yeah, because you can make it multi-purpose dude that could be like a sick art studio i'm switching my i'm saying drop 300 grand (laughs) on a warehouse (laughs) Because, I mean, think about it. You could find people, artists want to rent places out. Uh, there's a need Photographers. For it. Yeah, there's a need for it. There definitely is. And then you could decorate it and have it be a cool artistic space. I guess it's wherever you want to take it. But that sounds like a cool idea to me. You can do the conservative way, which is get a small room somewhere for yourself and yeah. try to start getting other people in there. Right. Or blow it out and let's just make a uh, studio. I say blow it out. Let's I, make a I, studio. I like that idea too. <laughs> Drop your life savings on Let's it. Let's go for it. <laughs> Let's make it happen. That actually sounds really cool and fun. I mean, it seems like um, most of the time when there is a cool I did space like that, um, it works out. 
I haven't heard of too many like failed rehearsal spots. Maybe Maybe. people just haven't told us the story. Remember that rehearsal spot that we stayed at in St. Louis on the animals headliner? Mm -hmm. What was that one was, I felt like it was haunted. Yeah, I think they said it was haunted. But I think about it often because um, I jammed with a band. I was on drums and I was jamming with a band in a room there. That's hilarious. That was such a fun night. Yeah, that was fun. But yeah, the building felt super haunted. So you can get a haunted building. You could, if you want, get a haunted building, do ghost tours. There you go. See, we've got all kind of business opportunities popping up here. Coffer crab business. <laughs> do an overnight ghost tour. <laughs> Dude, if you want a business, we can come up with it. Just shoot. <laughs> you got money to drop. We got money. We, we can make it a flop. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we're the ideal people. <laughs> Think tank. <laughs> all right. Well... I think we're good on we're good. this week's episode. <laughs> hey, you know what? If we do the podcast every week, some episodes are going to be a lull. You know, some episodes are going to suck. <laughs> I, th- I feel like that's something that we say every episode, too. <laughs> Not last week's episode. Oh, I was thinking of a few people that we should get on to uh, interview. Oh, yeah. Probably it's time for a guest. We're yeah, start I think losing we should have listeners one. again. Well, I want to <laughs> getting hateful comments. <laughs> I'm checking out until the next time you get up. Well, we are the guests. How about that? Yeah, I know. I was the guest last week. <laughs> Cheney was the guest before that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you guys haven't, please check out our new song, I'm mm-hmm. the Void. And thank you, everyone who has pre-ordered our album. Seriously, it, the response has been incredible so far. And we're, yeah. we didn't even talk about how Drake followed our band oh, yeah. on, on Instagram this, is this week. This not a joke. Not a joke. The Drake. Champagne Fall- Poppy follows entheos why we don't know i don't know what happened but the know. but one of my videos has been going viral <laughs> in like with people who are fans of rap and r&b yeah like ty dollar sign ty dro- dollar dropped sign. a fire emoji yeah a, like this is bizarre it was just, truly bizarre something's weird going on yeah but i'll take it <laughs> but anyway so that was the exciting thing for the week but <laughs> <laughs> brag for the week <laughs> Humble brag, by the way. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Uh, We love you all. We love hanging out with you. If you have not joined us on Twitch, then there's a fun pre-show, a fun post-show. It's free. We listen to a bunch of music. I don't know. I I guess we don't listen to music on the podcast for... YouTube. Oh, yeah. For YouTube, which is lame. So, yeah, we're going to go listen to some stuff. We've got, uh, we're going to listen to some jazz. We're going to listen to <laughs> some of those jazz records. Some of these people might have missed that album. That's they might true. not have been born yet. I mean, I've seen Cephalic live. Actually, that's not a joke. That album. I think it came out. Yeah, it came out in like 2002 or something. So, but a bunch of people. Does anyone listen to our podcast who is under the age of 20? I don't know. Probably. Whoa. Crazy. Anyways, so. <laughs> I hope you guys have a great week. Yeah, sorry I about this episode. Chi- <laughs> I hope you're chilling, chillaxing out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go check out the new album. The artwork is amazing. But uh, that and thanks for tuning in. You Thank know, you for tuning. It's always in. a good time here. And, this uh, is like a Copperweiss goodbye. Yeah, you gotta say goodbye and then say hello again. <laughs> no, a Copperweiss goodbye is you have to summarize <laughs> what happened. <laughs> All right, we love you guys. We hung out, we had food, it was a really good time. All right. Have a good week, you guys. All right, see you guys. (laughs)